I'm Dan. And I'm Tyler. And this is the Shizcast. And what are you drinking today? Um, I might have already talked about this on a previous podcast, but I am drinking a blueberry basil sour from Waypost Brewing um, out in Michigan uh, when I went out there for a job, a project. And uh, they don't care what you do in your afternoons, which means I get to go brewery hopping. Nice. Um, I was really surprised by these guys. I loved so much of the beer. I remember their saisons were really wonderful. But what really caught my eye was a blueberry basil sour. Um, that's the name of it, blueberry basil sour. And so, how much the basil can come through, how much the blueberry like kind of hides in the back of your tongue. I think it's delicious. I think it's a wonderful beer when it's kind of starting to get to the spring. Spring out. Um, we've had a few days here in middle Indiana where it's 60, 70 degrees. And it then, looks nice. Yeah. And then yesterday it was 19, 18 degrees out. At night. Yeah. It got it, better during the day. Fool's, fool's spring. <laughs> I don't trust it until April. And then, I, then I'll then i generally start trusting that it's spring. Anything prior to March 30th, <laughs> like I just don't. I don't trust it. Maybe I've just... <laughs> I don't know. Maybe the Midwest has broken me down Cynical. for too many years. Yeah. Maybe I just don't trust anything anymore. That happens. Right. I'm I mean, it, it literally snowed over the weekends. I can't, I can't, I can't do this, guys. I felt very betrayed. Yeah. I was in, like, the 70s. The windows were open. Beautiful. Oh, man. Grass is starting to get really green. I uh, bought blueberry the... bushes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> planted things. Planted I things. have seeds going. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, by the way, we're going to dip below freezing for... Another week, at least. Good thing these seeds aren't outside, I'll tell you what. <clears throat> right, right. The blueberry bushes, I mean, they'll be fine. Oh, yeah, they'll be fine. They're set. They're, they they're better not, be they're fine. Not, yeah. They're going to be outside for the rest of their goddamn lives. <laughs> right. So. Well, that's the thing. I mean, if you got some pretty resistant blueberry bushes up in Michigan, they're going to be fine here in central Indiana. Yeah, I mean, I bought them here. I don't know where they're from. Right. But, I mean, it's like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> though, like, Michigan weather is going to be even crazier than here, so. Yeah. But, yeah. Hey, man, I'm glad to be here, by the way. Yeah, um, of course. To where I know we're a little little later on this one. I got COVID, but I'm good. Yeah, well, get get your back. shots, guys. Get your get your shots. Yeah, I felt like I had a cold for about a week, and uh, that's about it. Yeah, if you get your shots and get sick, then you've got literally the best protection of anybody. Yeah, I no, I truly, I I felt very lucky um, to get it when I did. You know, this late into the game, um, I kind of well, felt like I lost the battle. I, I was really trying to avoid it altogether, but. Well, everybody's going to get it at some point. Right. I've heard BA1 is like the newest uh, variant. Is it? Did I and, get um, that? Did I? Am I on the cutting so, edge, Daniel? Yeah, the cutting edge is a bleeding edge. Right? <laughs> the coughing and sneezing edge. Yeah. yeah. And um, so it's a Omicron variant. Okay. Um, and uh, they don't really go by testing at hospitals anymore because people don't test anything like that. What they right. do is they test wastewater. Oh. And that's how they can tell. Mm-hmm. If big population centers that have sewers mm-hmm. are getting it. Just test everything that's coming out of them. Yeah. Yummy. So that's how they found it was coming. It was coming. And it followed the same path. Mm-hmm. It started in Europe a little more. And then it came over into the United States. And then after a couple of weeks, it we're going through a little surge right now, I think. Okay. I mean. I haven't heard much news on it. I think I, every reporter, every podcast, the news podcast I listen to. Every reporter I've heard is t- so tired of talking about it. I could imagine. Every they're like, single day. They're like, oh, hey, no, I don't want to be here. And they literally, <laughs> that's literally like one of the first lines that comes right. out of their mouth. They're like, I'm tired of talking to you about this. Yeah. Get your shots and we'll get through this. One guy was yeah. literally like, 
I was writing about daylight savings time, and now I gotta fucking do this shit about COVID. <laughs> right. Um, I was really happy if we could still talk about this for a second. I was really happy. Um, I was quite worried, really, that I would test positive for a long time because um, I know there's been reports of people who have tested po- positive for months, even after all their symptoms have gone away. But within two weeks, I am I'm negative. I'm, this might be hair to say, but you know what else I've heard about that? Mm-hmm. You get your shot. And um, you've never had mono. You have a better chance of not having long COVID. Really? Yeah, mono is actually like a risk factor for getting long COVID. Interesting. Something about the antibodies for it. I'm not mono. sure. I don't. I don't think I ever had mono. I did have mono. Were you kissing up on all those? Isn't that the kissing disease? Is that what they it call is. it? Right. I don't know if I was. I was <laughs> not, Sharing drinks, kissing all the. It was. It was in uh, ninth grade, and I was oh. really not. <laughs> I was not a smooth kid, man. Right. I was very emo. Right. So, I don't know. <laughs> don't you need, is it a mono vaccine going into college? Is that, isn't that? Oh, I don't know. Maybe? I don't know. I, Watch I, gradu- out, I graduated in 2010. I don't mm. even know. I've never heard about a mono vaccine. Right. <laughs> so, uh, what's the topic for this week, bud? Um, we watched a movie. We watched another movie, Movie Madness Part movie. 2. Yes, Movie Madness Part 2. Ooh. And so, it wasn't really a geology movie, was hey. it? I, okay, I'll defend it, but continue. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. We watched Tremors. Okay, can I talk? I love this movie. Yeah, I love this movie okay, too. Okay, so <clears throat> we both agreed that we both wanted to watch this movie. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I generally, I think we both generally remember it like, oh, there's a geologist in it. It's talking about the ground and the dirt and the earth. Like, I just remember the lady saying, oh, that must be like Precambrian or something. Right, or, right. She didn't say that. Pl- she said Plice it was... Pleistocene alluvial. Alluvium <laughs> no. or something like that, right? I remember her saying that it was like, it, you know, predated the fossil record. The, right. The creature. Mm-hmm. Whatever that may be. Where did it come from? I don't know. Yeah. Um, so it seemed like a really easy one for us to talk about that we both loved. I mean, it's a, it's a perfect movie. <laughs> I mean, it's a perfect monster movie. You got to preface that. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Perfect. It's a perfect pre-Jurassic Park monster movie. <laughs> is it? Yeah, nineteen ninety. Oh yeah, yeah. Jurassic Park was what ninety four, ninety three, ninety three. Okay, I'm only off by a year, guys. It's fine. So <laughs> um, it was ninety three. That's crazy. Yeah. So it like if you were to put it, if it came out after Jurassic Park, I would have been like, that's cheesy horseshit. Like you think so? A little bit. Yeah, it's kind of. I mean, it's so hard. The to monster compare. was really good. Mm-hmm. There's some things like when all the sheep died in it, mm-hmm. like the they were just you know little bits and <laughs> pieces of like it was like drier lint covered in, <laughs> right covered right. in ketchup like right. all over the ground and uh-huh. stuff. And I thought the effects were good. I think the worm spoilers. I think the worm itself looked good though. It did. Because it didn't, it wasn't looking like anything else, right? It was, yeah. it was supposed to be its own it was totally, monster thing, right? Yeah. And like, it was legit, like it wasn't CGI at well, any point. No, they didn't have that. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, they probably this... did not have the budget. It was, okay, it wasn't horseshit. It definitely wasn't a high budget movie, though. I don't think it was a low budget movie, though. No. Right. Probably for the time, no. Right. Probably for the time, it was like, cutting edge. Like, yeah. So, and I think, yeah, um... I, th- I always thought it looked good. I thought the camera angles did really well. I don't think the actors were ever really cheesy. No, they were anyway, They never cheesed it up. Like I thought Kevin Bacon was a guy. I love the guy who played Earl. I always thought he was a cool guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, like epitome I, of, like, badass, like... Yeah. yeah. Val and Earl, those mm. two guys are just... 
Oh yeah, I always thought they were so cool. I just wanted to be them. And they were just like, they weren't like overly like masculine either. Like Mm -hmm. they were the perfect amount. Right. Like, and they were just cool with themselves. There was, there's no extremes in this movie of, like I said, cheese or overdoing it, overacting or underacting. No. All the responses I feel like are actually relatable. Right. Like, oh, there's something shaking. Like, I'm going to run away from that. Like, there's a diverse cast. Yeah. Of different political (laughs) ideologies. Right. Of uh, different um, ethnicities living in a population of 14 towns. And none of those little character aspects are overplayed at all. Right. They're not like not defined there's accents the yeah but like they're you know, not like and you don't know if those are the actors true accents <laughs> right they could but be it's never a plot be. point that yeah the store owner is an asian guy like yeah they never mention that. that they never yeah, talk about it or right. like mexican guy had like a mexican accent that's like really thick mm-hmm. and um you'd hope it's not like some guy just playing right that's just know, like like uh there's uh what there's uh this one anti-littering commercial back in the day where there was this Italian guy that they would always have play a Native American who was crying. He was... He wasn't actually he was Native? A, he was Italian. No! <laughs> what? Yeah. I want to cry. <laughs> that is so upsetting. I don't believe... Well, you didn't know that? I'm legitimately upset because I truly <laughs> thought it was played, like, you really played the, that Native American role the rest of his life. Too. I don't get it. They, they're, they're trying to make a voice for, I'm so upset. I'm never so, going to get over this. I'll send you the podcast. Okay. I'm so upset guys. Wow. It's, it's a through line podcast from NPR. Okay. I like NPR. So, but I'm, I'm upset. And all of you that are listening deserve to be upset too. Because knowledge is not always nice and kind. <laughs> Sometimes it hurts. Sometimes it's a tear going down the face. <laughs> great, great group of people. Mm-hmm. I liked them all except for the fucking brat teenager. Oh, right. I mean, he gets his butt handed to him a little bit, I guess. Fucking. I know. Yeah. I guess he's the only yeah, he gets one. his butt handed to him. His fucking dad gets eaten. <laughs> right. He's like, and he just goes, he goes, no way. Because if you don't shape up, your dad's going to get eaten by a worm. Oh, you deserve this. You did this. Yeah. <laughs> um, so for those of you who are not familiar with Tremors, came out in 1990, January of 1990. Mm-hmm. So it is the one of the first movies that come out in that year. And man, what a way to start the it's decade. Start the decade, yeah. yeah. Um, starring Kevin Bacon. Um, Kevin Bacon is like the main name on that movie. Okay. Directed by Ron Underwood. Star. Never heard of him. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you need to. Actually, let's look. Let's look into that, shall we? Okay. Let's explore that. Ron Underwood. What did you do, bud? Nothing. He did nothing. <laughs> um. All the rest of you. Wait. No. What did he My, do? Oh, okay. No. 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 Sorry. 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 I thought. I thought I thought something else. Now we're gonna cut all this out. Sounds okay. Um, <laughs> what did you? What have you done? Why are ads just the worst? Um, so what did he do? So <laughs> go, we'll put an ad break here. Yeah, uh, Tremors, City Slickers. He uh, did City Slickers too. Did, yeah, Mighty oh. Joe Young. Oh, yeah. Fear the Walking Dead. He's has some act um, directing credits with that. Oh, um, he's the big. Uh, Big Shot, Hawaii Five-0, Magnum P.I. 
Okay. Yeah, he's like 25-0. Yeah, I mean, he's still mighty relevant. Good for you, Ron. Good for you, Ron. I'm sorry that I haven't heard of you. Do you think it's nice being a director in that you don't necessarily get recognized as much as an actor? Not, right, unless I mean, you're like... I know. Big director. Right, right. Like, first name. You think big director. Who do you think? Zack Snyder or something. Or really, like, I was gonna say Steven Spielberg. Just, yeah, yeah, that too. I know. Yeah, he's like gotta be number one. Sorry. <laughs> even though like I don't even think I like all this movie. Like if I like, I think a couple of them come out recently. I'm like, oh, that's gonna be a good movie. And I've never gone and watched it. <laughs> and like, <laughs> it might have been never saw it. Yeah. Because I'm just like I just like I know like I see the name I'm like definitely gotta be a good movie. <laughs> uh, so getting into the cast. So obviously Kevin Bacon pay- playing Valentine McKee, which I didn't. I don't know if I knew that was his last name. Nice no, the, they call him Valentine, and I thought Val, right? Val, I, Valentine. I thought that was his last name. Right, me too. Yeah. Um, Fred Ward playing Earl Bass. Yeah. Um, man, what a what a cool looking dude. Yeah, he was what a cool, cool guy. Dude. Uh, Finn Carter, Michael Gross, Reba, Reba, Reba that's a good one playing yeah. the wife. Um, I was waiting for like when the radios would play that like it would be a Reba song on there. Or something. <laughs> I was really hoping for that too. Actually, that would have been a cool Easter egg. Yeah. Missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. They had it in the credits. I want to point out the last one listed on IMDb is Tom Woodruff Jr. as the Graboid, uncredited. I'm curious if he was the one handling the puppet, pretty much. Wow. What do you? Th- yeah, I'll, have to, I'll have to explore that. What a little else does bit. he do? I don't. That's a good. That's a good question. Who's Who's, who's Tom Woodruff Jr. Born in Pennsylvania. Starship Troopers. What does this guy look like? We talked about Starship Troopers on our first episode. I know. What a... <laughs> Mortal Kombat? I don't know if I recognize him. Oh, That's... is that Coco or not Coco or... Yeah, whatever the... I wonder if he's Bunch playing... Bunch of 90s movies. Right. Okay, can I stop seeing... Alien. Yep, Alien vs. Predator. I wonder if he's just like a monster guy. Yep. Yeah, Totally. Well, that's why I was a cool monster. Yeah, that, make, that makes sense. So he totally was just like the guy handling the graboid, which is what they called the worm. But yeah, um, which I always thought was a weird name. Graboid definitely sounds very eighties, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh Anything yeah. Anything with oid at the end of it. Oid. Mm-hmm. Like, remember my favorite, like one of my favorite cartoons from WB in the nineties was Freakazoid. What was Freakazoid? It came on. It was a cartoon that was within Animaniacs. Oh, like with okay, okay. Yeah, I'm not familiar. Oh, Freakazoid was great. Wait, <laughs> let me see. Sure. Let me pull this out. Yeah, googling. <laughs> oh my god, that guy! Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. That was Freakazoid. I had no idea. Okay. Yeah, I remember the image so well. That's so yeah, funny. Right? He's kind of scary. <laughs> yeah. The nineties um, are kind of scary. The, the, the 90, <laughs> what a fever dream, right? <laughs> <laughs> Truly, like, the stuff that like you got away with on shows, you couldn't get away with it. Like Just courage, like, like courage, cowardly dog, or like that wasn't even the nineties, wasn't it? Was Cruising that, that, that was that like two thousand one or something? Really? Oh, yeah. that's pretty much the nineties. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's just like saying, "Oh, like you know, it's pretty much the eighties." Pretty much was... the 80s, Pretty much. <laughs> so anyway, um. Uh, so we open up on the town of Perfection, Nevada. Yes. 
filmed in California. Filmed in California that we found out. Um, I thought it was kind of cool that they you saw the Joshua they, trees. Yeah, I saw the Joshua trees, which are native to only that part of the United States, and I think only this country as well, named after um, uh, some Mormons, guy named Josh. The dang Mormons that traveled through that area, and we're like, this tree is now ours. So. <laughs> Um, t- what kind of tree is that? That's Josh's tree. Yeah, that's away. Josh's tree. Yeah, just don't don't think about it. It's Joshua's. <laughs> think of some. Just always think of some like you know, schoolyard bully named Josh. Joshua. That's like trying to claim it for his own, right? Like <laughs> King of the Hill, except it's his tree. This is my tree. By the end of recess, he was the last Scram. one. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I guess the story just really follows, um, Valentine and Earl just um. Going about their lives, trying to scrap up some money, try to get out of perfection because there's nothing going on and they're tired of dealing with trash and poop. They're, they're handymen. Yeah, yeah, but they're not very good at it. No, they're not very handy. Um, and they run into this graduate student. It was was it a graduate student, right? No, I think or she was. a doctoral? Was, I think she might have been a doctoral student. She worked for the university. Right. Well, whatever university yeah, it was. Yeah, she I don't said remember which she called one. it the university. Right. So there was a uh, doctoral student out in the area taking... Um, readings with a seismograph mm-hmm. and uh it was she, big and clunky yeah and she was like hey guys have you noticed anything weird lately big roll of paper bum 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 just foreshadowing but they're like no nah, we haven't noticed anything anything weird and they go about their business and then people start dying yeah get sucked into the ground sucked into the ground which i always thought um i always thought watching this movie growing up that more people would be falling in the ground there's this big old worm digging beneath the ground, taking up like a lot of space, right? Wouldn't there be like more sinkholes and potholes? Yeah, through the alluviated till. Right. Like, I feel like everywhere there'd just be like hills. Also, where's that stuff going? Are they eating it? No, they're swimming through it. They're just swimming through they it. They had little spikes on it. Yeah, that was like moving them. They look like little yeah. teeth, right? They're just moving through it. So they're just like pushing it to the side? Yes. Okay. I'll allow it. Like moles or something. Because, like, worms actually eat the soil, don't they? And they poop it. Right. Which these guys were not. Yeah. No. Okay. Okay. See, we're, we're asking the big questions here on the podcast. Yes. Um, so, besides talking about the movie, I thought it'd be a good chance to talk about um, the equipment and earthquakes in general. Maybe uh, just the geographic location that this was taking place in or what they said it was going to be taking place in. Which is well, I saw that her seismograph was huge. Yeah, big old guys, which they don't really need to be anymore. I see so you can buy, um, I've looked it up before, I wanted to buy one. That is the most damn thing I've ever heard of in my entire life. And it's, uh, <laughs> they're, um, they're, it's a Raspberry Pi seismograph. That's really cool. And, uh, what is it called? Is it all electronic? I gotta then? Google it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One sec. No, that's okay. So, I got a fun fact. I always used seismograph and seismometer um both ways i always thought it was kind of the same thing and in actuality a seismograph is the full device while a seismometer is the actual ground motion detection sensor so a seismograph contains a seismometer and then all of the other equipment and recording data the paper all of that is considered a seismograph oh, okay yeah. i don't know why i use those interchangeably makes, but like, i mean yeah graph makes sense you're thinking of like a telegraph or a phonograph. It's yeah. the thing and the output, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
Raspberry Shake. Raspberry Shake. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Watch the Earth move. And they're like, they're pretty expensive, I think. Are they? Um, that thing looks so cool, though. They're they're expensive, but probably not, you know, as far as these things go. Like, right. Um, cheap as you can go is 374 bucks. Casual. I like that the next step up is 950 That's vertical and lateral motion of the Earth. Hey, 3D. Strong motion. Oh, that's a five hundo. Okay, okay. So, it looks like this has everything. Nine fifty. Okay, guys. Um, fundraiser starts now. <laughs> Besides buying us our first beer, if we can get a seismograph, yeah, um, that'd be pretty cool. And there's some things that I've been hearing on podcast advertisements that I want to try out. Like, like what? There's one me- like thing called Memberful. I don't know. I don't even know what these things are, but it's a, you know, like, people are like, oh, does your podcast need, like, this? We'll get you this. Sign up for free. I I just, I just want you to listen and just tell your friends. That's the best way to get this podcast out there. Truly. Just, uh, give this a listen every few weeks that this comes out and, um, share it with your family. Share it with your friends. Don't even share it. Just throw it at them. Just make them listen to it. Yeah. Play this at night on low volume. Listen to these sultry sounds and. Yeah, I only make like a penny every time. Right. We appreciate it. We <laughs> love all of you. Every penny counts. We every... have like almost $3. Which is crazy. <laughs> I know I say that every time. Every time we talk about yeah. this, I always like start to get like giddy. But like, isn't that nuts? Yeah. Look, I need to look, push. look what you've created and what I've been lucky enough just to experience with oh, you. Oh, we still yeah, experience what, it. What? We need to push way more content <laughs> than all yeah. that jazz. <laughs> so, um, where but, do we even go from here, guys? Okay, wait. Well, you want to talk about Earth? You want to talk about Basin and Range Province? Yeah, where they're located. We can talk about that because we can because you know the movie didn't have that much geology in it. But but I mean, so we can what talk else about did the they geology mention? surrounding them? Right, right. So yeah, um, sorry. Do like, you want to talk about Basin and Range, or do you want to go into what we did hear from the movie and then expand on those ideas? What do you mean? What we did hear from the movie? Well, we did hear from the movie, so like. They talked about oil uranium, um, talked about the Pleistocene alluvial, um, the well, granite boulders. What do you want to talk about? You got more prepared than me. I don't know about that. Let's no, let's I, go you know, let's go with the basin basin and range. Let's talk about the local geography and geology. Not geography. Ge- yeah. Geology of the area. So I mean I read a little bit about the basin and range where they're located. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a basin, I don't know what I want to No, truly, like a basin and range. That's I mean we're not creative peoples. The ge- geologists are not creative peoples as far as na- naming goes. It is large swaths of land where almost flat, almost. Um, but they're basins, you know, basic receptacles for all the sediment that kind of comes down from the mountains. But the principle behind basin and range is a thinning, a stretching of the crusts, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it can be. It, it is um, extensional re- regime, it is. Mm hmm. Um, it can happen through other reasons too, like, uh, if there's, you know, thermal reasons, like if there's a a mantle upwelling, like in the Michigan basin, um, that, uh, will, uh, as it cools, will bring some of the crust down with it and make a little bowl. So... There's other ways it can happen, but in the basin range, yeah, they think that 
the transform fault San Andreas is uh, twisting it to where it's kind of like a corkscrew motion, right? Where it's mm. extensional at that point, causing a thinner crust. But it's a little bit controversial what's going on there. Gotcha. So transform fault, instead of two blocks going on top of each other or running away from each other, they're basically sliding. Yeah. Next to each other. That's what they're So if you think about all the... Every time after an earthquake, you look at pictures of California, you think of like a fence. There was one, you know, where like... Oh, right. Where now it's like, like 15 feet that way. Yeah. Yeah. So well, that's exactly... It. Or a road. Roads are really common. Like, wow, that's not even close to each other now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's just like local. I shouldn't say local because that spans the uh, Western U.S. for a good portion through Mexico. Parts of Mexico yeah, through Mexico. Right? And yeah. then I think that stop. I have no idea where it goes. Yeah. It's cool. But yeah, out of the game, right? I don't look at that. I don't look at <laughs> faults anymore. <laughs> right. I remember learning about it. I remember I remember reading about it. Um, so what other things that they talk about in the movie? I remember them uh questioning why there was government officials in the area was that it why did they mention that well they, they were saying that well nevada is all, like 90 percent. that's things that could be an exaggeration but it's mm. mostly owned by the government right right like there's a so, large swaths of land that are owned by the government right and it's probably talking about like Roswell, New Mexico type stuff and <laughs> things that happen in that area. Mm-hmm. So at one point in the movie, they talk about, oh man, if we give the government an inch, they're going to be looking for oil and uranium, which I kind of stuck to me. I was curious um, why specifically they said oil and uranium. So you do get deposits of uranium in Nevada. I have been to some deposits. I still have all my fingers, by the way. I don't have uh, an <laughs> extra one. I've seen some uranium deposits up in Colorado and Utah. So I was curious, like, oh, like, how much uranium is there that they would mention it in a movie, right? I thought, like, oh, maybe there's, like, large amounts that they're um, talking about. And it was, like, 45 metric tons. Roughly 50 metric tons of uranium has been found in uranium uh, in Nevada. In in 11 years. Right, over 11 years, like, 50 years ago. (laughs) Well... A long, longer than that, bro. Right. 70 years ago. Seven. Oh my, you're right. We're, it's 2022. Ish. I think, I think 1950, I think 50 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. No. So, um, at one point there was some uranium that was found and they got some of the ore. Um, good money, but not a lot. I'm surprised they mentioned uranium in the movie. Um, yeah. I mean, maybe because it's atomic, but it's Hollywood. Right. What right. It's going to like trigger a little bit of response, right? See, that's the thing. They didn't have a lot of science in it, so they couldn't get a lot of science wrong. <laughs> um, the, we mentioned this early in the podcast that the geologist slash seismologist, whatever we want to call her, she was there for a seismic Rhonda study. Rhonda was her name. Rhonda. We're going to call her Rhonda because she's a human being. <laughs> um, she mentions that the area that they're in, especially, it's all just Pleistocene alluvial. Um, breaking down the Alluvium. words. Alluvium. Sorry, you're right. Um, so there's the Holocene, which is where we are right now. That goes back about what? 12? 12? <laughs> I was wondering where you're going with that. Uh, Holocene goes back, what? 12 million years? 11? 10? Oh, really? Doesn't it? No? 12,000? 12,000? That's what I meant. Probably. Yeah, no, because it's really recent. Is really, yeah. Pleistocene yeah. just happened. Right. So, um, uh, so it's relatively new in alluvium that's just sediment 
just stuff that's broken off and that has now been transported in this case down into a bowl. Yeah, I've actually run across some uh, uh, some papers that I was reading that I don't know how right these are or something like that that um, they think that they would find uh, that they did find detritus from a big river that might have run across the United States mm-hmm. and emptied into the um, that shallow inland sea sure. in North America from Michigan Basin. Because mm-hmm. um, there's no... Um, and there's a big unconformity from the Permian, basically, to... Basically, it's Pennsylvania, really, for, mm-hmm. to... Uh, Anything more modern. Mm-hmm. Unconformity, unconformity being missing time. Yeah. Just so. Like, just things, yeah. Blue stuff on top. And then um, there, there is a uh, Jurassic breadbeds that are named, but um, I couldn't find where they were. There's no cores of them or anything. Mm-hmm. One guy wrote about them, and he described them from some bricks in a courthouse. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And, um, like, they were from a local quarry, right? And mm-hmm. so... He um, used uh, palynology, pollen, in the bricks to determine that they were a certain genus, and it's disputed. Mm-hmm. But um, somebody said that they thought they found, based on zircon dating, like Jurassic sand that was detritus that was deposited in the basin and rained from this big Jurassic river that eroded it away from the Michigan basin. Which, what a transport. What a ride that was. Yeah, be. right. That's crazy. It's yeah. like, you know, it's almost it's longer than Mississippi, right? Right, yeah. If it existed. If it existed. Caveats. Yeah. That's really interesting. Could be. Mm. Could, be. <laughs> could be. I want to preface. Yeah. It could be interesting. Because <laughs> um, um, after all my research, I doubted that <laughs> that formation was actually Jurassic. Actually, but it's officially in our stratigraphic nomenclature. There you go. Even though it probably shouldn't be <laughs> so what do we need to do to convince enough people to allow us in the like the strat column so like take how something many, out yeah like how many people or like to add something in i don't remember i don't think like i this one lady was trying to um was trying really hard to prove that it wasn't true hmm. but that's a or say that it was actually something else that it was a, it was actually a Pennsylvanian deposit that he got the pollen slightly wrong mm-hmm. and um, so in that process she named another unit mm-hmm. that is like the same type and in the same sort of location but they still call them two different units and it was very frustrating for her and there was a little like of their research papers they submitted comments on each other's papers yeah and there was a back and forth love it and there is a little bit of scientist drama it was pretty pretty interesting that is interesting (laughs) just going back and forth yeah and i'm just like some undergrad being like i'm just trying to graduate yeah this seems like somebody i was like and i did a completely different unit right (laughs) and by the end of the day i was like i can't look at any cores for it not interested right that's interesting anyway (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) <laughs> so uh other things in the movie that i kind of grabbed onto uh grab graboid onto. graboids yeah. um onto um they talked about the granite boulder that they were hiding on being a perfect conductor for seismic let's say seismic in this case activity and i really 
I don't know if applaud is the right word here, but I feel like Hollywood could have taken the easy way out and said, oh, we're on a rock. We're hiding. They don't know where we're going to be anymore. Like, yeah. Oh, we're not in the soil or like, you know, the unconsolidated stuff like the sand. I could have definitely seen Hollywood being like, ah, rock, safe zone. Yeah. They can run and nobody will know. When in actuality, it kind of maroons them. Yeah. Yeah. Like it actually kind of, it's like a perfect conductor that the graboids, the worms know exactly where you are. Um, in that case, which they would anyway, but I don't know. I, I know it's kind of like the, have you ever seen worm sticks? What? <laughs> Where like people, they like saw teeth into a stick mm-hmm. and they stick it in the ground and they rub another piece of wood on it. Okay. And then worms come out of the ground. What? Why? <laughs> I don't know. Like there's a fact <laughs> with the vibration or something like that. I wonder if. It's like con- okay. it's conducting yeah. sound into the soil, and they. Oh, do you think it like makes rain or something? Maybe. Man, that could be it. Wow. Yeah. Biology, geology, seismology. We include everything here, guys. <laughs> Full spectrum. Full spectrum. Yeah, because knowledge does not know any bounds. Yes. Knowledge is power. Full spectrum steam right here. So while we could crap on Trevor's for maybe a lack of geologic background. I have to say, I don't think it's not a geology movie, though. No, I don't so. think, I don't think it gets anything wrong. It doesn't say much, but what it does say is relatively sound, if you will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> sound. It, it all it all kind of adds up. Any, any excuse in the to first watch. movie, right? Well, yeah, we will be watching two, three, four, five, and six as the years go on. Yeah, we can watch. We can watch all of them. Yeah, we're just gonna make a backlog for you guys. Just of Tremors and see how much worse it gets. Yeah, and on our vacations and stuff, we'll just throw them out. Right? (laughs) Yeah, when we need a break, we're going to be like, next Tremors movie! (laughs) Um, Yeah, anything anything else you want to mention about the movie? Any final thoughts? Um, It's just a childhood favorite. Um, It, like, it holds up. Um, It really does. Kaylee wasn't impressed. (laughs) <laughs> in what way do you know in what way that she, she just told me she didn't like it <laughs> really she seemed to be pretty involved in it yeah a couple times she was yeah. sending us memes yeah because yeah, there's she sent us memes that because there too, are memes yeah. guys because <laughs> the internet knows no bounds as well straight up she said it was a bad movie oh my god <laughs> i'm gonna have so much to say to her when i get out of this oh uh, but you know it's not a per alley anyways so it's not what? It's not Upper Alley anyways. Upper Alley, yeah. I'm, I mean, she sat through it. So, yes, she know, did. That's all you can ask say for. Say what you will. We're currently looking up. Any new... What new news? Um, oh, yeah, the news. The Antarctic sea ice reaches a record low. So, you know, that's fun. Climate change is real. How low? How low can you go? Um, the lowest extent was reached on February 25th of 2022, so not too long ago, um, at approximately 741,000 square miles. That is 190,000 square miles. No, sorry. 73,000 square miles below the previous record low. 73,000 square miles lower than the previous record. Hey, that's the one I'm talking about. Congrats. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's a lot. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. 
mean, I've watched some Atlas Pro videos talk about what a potentially green Antarctica could look like. Could look like? But, it might not be in our lifetime, but... Hopefully not. Yeah, definitely hopefully not. But if not. nothing changes, I mean, it's going to be a reality. In somebody else's, in, in our baby grandchildren's. Right. Great-grandchildren's. Oh, here's one. It says, uh, NASA confirms 5,000 planets outside of our solar system. That's a lot of planets. Uh, so, an exoplanet, is that... I know this is going to sound silly. Is that truly just a planet outside of our solar system? Yeah. Okay. So, just look at the root so words. It's, it's just large enough to still be considered a planet. Yeah, like Pluto being a dwarf planet, right? Cool. A whole new world. Outside of our galaxy. It might not be, though. Oh, it might not be? It might be in our galaxy. Just outside of our solar Just system. Just our system. You're right. You're right. God, yeah. I, it fit the song. <laughs> so that's it why did. I, it fit really well. I mean, I right, can make so, solar system work. Yeah. But I think that they, um, are, they like, use... Kepler and other telescopes to find them. They've been and they've been working through a backlog, but I mean, last I checked a few years ago, they were at like a thousand or something like that. So it's stacking up, and the odds are very favorable that at least one of them harbors some life. Some life. I mean, it seems crazy to me to consider that there's not. Yeah, there's something. No, there's no way. Mm-hmm. I don't believe it. But I mean, I don't really. I choose to believe. I think that there's probably some sort of maybe suspended animation life on Mars. Even you think so? So close. Maybe to, so close to home. We might we might find it on the what is it? Titan or oh, Enceladus? The, the moon? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. there's water. We know that for sure, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The other biosignatures too. It's not even just so. Mm-hmm. All right. We should do a podcast on that. An episode on that. On life. Uh, how it uh, finds a way. Life uh, finds a way. Alright. God bless you, Jeff Goldblum. God bless Jeff Goldblum. And God bless this podcast. God bless this cast. With that, I bid you adieu and cheers. Cheers, guys. As I clank my LaCroix. Uh, la LaCroix. LaCroix. I never say that because I feel like people I mean, it's made in the U.S. I feel like LaCroix is fine. (laughs) It's made in fucking Wisconsin or something. (laughs) A whole new world Outside of our galaxy